You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this, I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. We're here to line up Friday. That means we're going to close the week here. We do have Saturday games, full slate. It is your typical Sunday here, so don't forget about that. We have uh, the main slate moving up to Saturday this week. Sunday is the mini slate with the three games there, the Packers and Dolphins. You have the Broncos, Rams, and then you close with the Buccaneers-Cardinals game, but most of the other games being played on Saturday, and then we have our Monday night game there between the Chargers and the Colts. We also had a first result here in Week 16 with the Jets-Jaguars game. Not a lot in fantasy football on that one. We'll break that down briefly here, and then we'll look first at our FanDuel Cash Games and DraftKings tournaments picks. Then we'll look under the injury updates you need to know going into the weekend's games, and then we'll close there and uh, target the players on price picks. And it is uh, Christmas time, so we're going to give you 12 picks in this week. So, yeah, we're going to expand from 10 to 12 the players that we like there with their price picks projections here to close the show. So, a lot to talk about here. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. They have a special offer for you, my listeners, Locked On Fantasy Football. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. All right, let's uh, dive into some DFS, shall we, for this week. We've got... uh, a couple of good picks here. The other things we have to look at at quarterback here before we dive into that is the weather. We don't want to really expose ourselves to too many bad weather situations here. Now, look, it can be overblown. We saw Trevor Lawrence have a pretty good game there against the Jets. The rain wasn't as hard as expected. Some of these winds could dissipate by the time kickoff comes around. There is a bad uh, Arctic storm front coming through, the bomb cyclone and all that. So, be a little bit worried about that, but unless the winds are getting crazy, don't fade your players too much. It's a critical time of the year in fantasy football. A lot of you playing in the semifinals of your league there or you're opening the playoffs, so just don't get too cute with your lineups there. I mean, it was tough more so for the Jaguars on Thursday night because of the Jets' defense. We didn't get a lot there. Trevor Lawrence was okay. If he hadn't lost the fumble with the rushing production and the touchdown there, it would have been okay. But the Jets didn't offer any resistance here. It was a clunker of the game for the Jets here with uh, not much from Zonovan. Knight and Garrett Wilson disappeared. Their defense didn't play all that well. Really, if the Jaguars had been a little bit better in the red zone, we'd have seen those results here. So, again, that show, don't be too worried about the weather. The one thing it did tell us, however, is invest in running backs. Great game by Travis Etienne from scrimmage. If he'd scored, it would have been a better game, but he uh, got to the number you're looking for here if you're looking at half for full-point PPR here without scoring a touchdown. So we're going to try to find some of those values as well. So fade the quarterbacks and the passing games a little bit. Keep that in mind, but don't go nuts benching better players for lesser players just because they're playing in favorable weather. All right, that's a tip for both DFS and uh, 
season-long leagues here. Quarterback Geno Smith is my cash games pick here for FanDuel. I do like the fact that uh, they're going to have to throw quite a bit. I know that uh, you don't have Tyler Lockett with a finger injury. Marquise Goodwin is also questionable for this game. So some concerns there. Noah Fant had missed practice over the week, but he should play. But I'm pretty confident if Fant and Metcalf are out there, some of the other tight ends they can use in 12 personnel. They got to Penny Hart and some other receivers that they can put out there. That Geno Smith is going to get to 215 too pretty easily here. And I think that's kind of a floor for him based on the game script. The Seahawks are big underdogs. The Chiefs' pass defense is not very good. They actually woke up Russell Wilson to have his best game of the season just a couple weeks ago. So I'm feeling it here with Geno Smith. There's going to be enough there. He handles weather in Seattle pretty well. He plays up there. So whatever he can navigate through. And you'll see a lot of short to intermediate passes as well. So Geno at 7,600, I think, can uh, really take care of that with the game script opposite Patrick Mahomes. In the tournament format on DraftKings, Brock Purdy is super cheap. He's 5,500. It is hard to run on the Commanders, although Christian McCaffrey is a different type of runner that can get it done. And you might get a little bit more done in the passing game this week. That obviously is going to help Brock Purdy. The Commanders can be tough on tight ends, but George Kittle has been pretty hot here. You also have uh, some other weapons that can help him. So McCaffrey and Kittle primarily. Brian Ayuk, I don't love the matchup, but there's some other guys. Jawan Jennings that you can look at to make some plays here. Kyle Juszczyk. So there are ways for Brock Purdy to put up numbers here, and that's a really cheap number there at 5,500, where he can feel good about getting three X returns, uh, potential for four X as well, as Purdy can also run in and uh, get touchdowns, as we saw early in the starting time with the 49ers. All right, let's pivot to running back. This is where you want to look at the weather. Look at Etienne again. That's a good example on Thursday night. The teams are going to lean on the running backs, especially if it's going to be a low-scoring game. Nick Chubb is going to play through the foot injury. We're a little concerned he missed two practices, but he was not on the final injury report with the designation, so we won't be talking about him. 7,900 there against the Saints. The Saints just got destroyed on the ground. I think there's a perception that they're still a dominant run defense, but look at last week. Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson went off. This team is just softer in the middle. They don't have their linebacker Pete Werner as well as a pretty good tackler there. So that's going to help Nick Chubb. Chubb kind of got warmed up again last week in a tougher spot against the Ravens. So we feel good about it. 7,900 for Nick Chubb. I think he finds the end zone has a big rushing day here for the Browns as they try to hold off the Saints. I like Alvin Kamara either way here at 7,400. You can get him to run pretty well effectively. He had 91 rushing yards against the Falcons last week, so that's a good number where he can build off of here as he should get the ball often with no Mark Ingram. And they also don't have Dwayne Washington. This is key because there's not a lot of competition in this backfield. Taysom Hill could see some touches, but I also like the pass-catching aspect if the Saints get behind or they just need to get something in the passing game without... Chris Olave, by the way, that Kamara's going to get some dump-offs as well here. Shorter passive extension of the running game here. So I like that number for Alvin Kamara. That's where I want to go with the cash game. 7900 for Chubb, 7400 for Kamara. I like those prices. Now, you can look at those guys in tournaments as well if you go on FanDuel or DraftKings. But tournament-wise, I want to go a little bit cheaper on DK. I'm looking at Dalvin Cook. Blew up last week. We know the 95 yards rushing, 95 yards receiving, that long... Reception touchdown that uh, changed the course of that to Colts game last week for the Vikings. He's starting to heat up a little bit. The Giants run defense stinks. Dalvin Cook, they could really feed him, and it could be a big Cook game at 7,200 there. Kenneth Walker III is supposed to play here. I mean, they've been very careful with his ankle injury. He didn't 
practice him all week, but they're resting him. Kind of a smart decision here. There's nothing really you need to see out of Kenneth Walker. They want to have him at full speed here for the Chiefs. It gives them kind of the extra break there after the mini-buy, after playing the 49ers. So Kenneth Walker looked pretty good against San Francisco. Just didn't get a lot of opportunities with that negative game script. They can involve him a little bit more in the passing game. That's another reason to like Geno Smith. And Walker can also run well in the Chiefs. So I like that price for 6400 He's a guy that we know can score multiple touchdowns, much like a Dalvin Cook. Those are the type of players we want in tournament lineups. All right, let's pivot to FanDuel here on wide receivers. And looking at cash games, I love DK Metcalf this week. I could also look at him in tournaments. He's going to dominate the targets here without Lockett, potentially without Goodwin. Playing off fan to they can't cover him. Two rookie corners, they're going to be overmatched here. You might see some double teams from Metcalf, but they'll scheme him open in the slot and all that good stuff here. So when I look at 8,000 for DK, I like it here. You won't get him too much cheaper than that. I love Devonta Smith in both formats this week. 7,600 on Vandals, 6,600 on DraftKings, however you want to play it. Devonta Smith, we know that the Cowboys are struggling with outside receivers, especially number twos. They should draw some attention on A.J. Brown here with safety help over the top. But Devonta Smith probably is going to see more single coverage here in this matchup. So I look at that 7,600-6,600. I want a part of him. He could have Zay Jones like day. The Cowboys have given up those type of big days. Look at Chris Moore just a couple weeks ago. So they're really getting torched on the outside by receivers. And Smith has just had an outstanding season working behind Brown this year. In cash games, to round out FanDuel, I like Terry McLaurin at 7,100. A lot of people are going to be off him, but I think he's going to get high-volume garbage time for Taylor Heineke and the Commanders on the road in San Francisco. So he's uh, the third one there. So we keep uh, Devonta Smith and pivoting there. Now I want to look for some big play upside here. Gabe Davis has it against the Bears. The Bears are going to be without Kendall Vildor, and they're also looking potentially their Jalen Johnson is hurting. So... This is really good here for the prospects of Davis here. They might have to try to double-team and take away Stephon Diggs on the outside. I do like Davis at 5,000. So overdue for that big blow-up game, at least a touchdown and a big play to come with it. So I like him at 5,000. And to pivot from Terry McLaurin at 7,100, he can go cheap there on DraftKings to Jahan Dotson. Went over 100 yards last week against the Giants on Sunday night. This matchup, but again, Dotson will probably be the garbage-time guy that they look at for some bigger plays. So I think you'll see some volume for Taylor Heineke. I don't expect it to be all that effective against the 49ers D, but I also don't expect the commanders to have much rushing success either. So that's why I'm going there. Now the guy I want to pay up for more than anyone else this week is a tight end. And Travis Kelsey is the guy here. 8,600 on FanDuel, 8,000 on DraftKings. I want him in my lineup. A lot of people are going to say, okay, go play Mark Andrews for cheaper against the Falcons, but it's hard to trust Andrews at this point with the Tyler Huntley situation and the Ravens not throwing all that much, pretty much becoming an exclusive running team. Travis Kelsey has the best matchup you can possibly have as a tight end against the Seahawks at home, plus he's the best tight end on the board. So I, I don't think this is uh, too good to be true. I think Kelsey is going to come through. There's also reasons for it. You have Tariq Woolen on the outside. He got uh, a good slot corner there and Kobe Bryant you got Mike Jackson on the outside the Chiefs receivers are not all that good middle of the field shouldn't open up here you can run a lot in the Seahawks that's going to help Travis Kelsey also in the middle of the field playing off the run so I do like that so Travis Kelsey bang the table for him get him in your lineups this week pay up and save some money elsewhere there so if I had to prioritize one player that I want it's Kelsey because again he's going to give you a huge advantage there a lot of pivot 
to Andrews this week. Speaking of Andrews, let's go to his team on defense. I like these prices here. 4900 for the Ravens. A little bit expensive on Fando, but I think they're pretty safe here at home against Desmond Ritter to make some big plays here. They can stop the run and really make life miserable on the rookie quarterback from Cincinnati. So keep that in mind. 3200 on DraftKings, a very good price. So there you have it. There's a look at your position-by-position position recommendations on Fando and DraftKings. We will... Close with DFS with our DFS sponsor Price Picks and making those picks in our final segment. Our next segment, we will look at the injury updates you need to know here ahead of the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games of Week 16. We'll get into that. Taro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Taro, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. You can find it across the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. With Terra, you can book a spacious SUV or minivan if you're taking a family road trip. How about celebrating a special event or birthday? Maybe it's just a holiday, this uh, holiday weekend and beyond, maybe the new year. Get a classic or luxury car for that. You can also find affordable economy cars if you're just on a budget and want to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle. Maybe you want to be a little bit more environmentally friendly in the new year. You can uh, check out ones that you've had your eye on and see how it fits into your everyday life. Many Terra hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip you take with Terra is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Terra.com. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right, driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you're thinking you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA, that's the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. All right, we will continue the show here in Lockdown Fantasy Football in a moment. Thanks for making... Locked on Fantasy Football, your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked on's take of the day. Locked on Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, our next segment, we wanted to uh, talk about injuries here. There's quite a few things to consider, and there's some peripheral injuries as well that are going to affect some of the things with our skill players. One is the Arizona Cardinals will be starting Trace McSorley against the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Cole McCoy has a concussion. We know Kyler Murray is down for the season with his major knee injury. So Trace McSorley, everything gets compressed a little bit more. Really the only receiver you can trust here is DeAndre Hopkins. And you're going to trust in James Conner a lot more in that running game this week. Lamar Jackson, they thought he could return, but he's missing his third consecutive game here. So Tyler Huntley... He's questionable, by the way, with a right shoulder injury, so another reason it'll be run heavy here. Uh, I think he's going to be good to go here for the Ravens at home against the Falcons. A pretty good matchup, but be careful with Tyler Huntley this week. Josh Allen, right elbow, still there with a designation with the injury, but nothing to worry about. He's fine and he's going full, and he's going to play against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, uh, right thumb and ribs injury, he's going to be 
good to go Sunday against the Dolphins. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to start again. John Wolford not available here with a neck injury for the Rams. Jalen Hurts is the big one. Gardner Minshew is now starting for the Eagles. We'll see how long that goes here. The Eagles just need to win really one more game. I think they'll be in good position to get home field advantage the number one seed, and that'll also give them the NFC's title. So they'll be careful with Jalen Hurts going the rest of the way. Sad to say here because in the fantasy football playoffs, we'd like to deploy him, but Gardner Minshew is not a bad plug-and-play. Again, with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard back in the mix. Plenty of weapons there to lift the Eagles quarterback with a great offensive line. And we know that Cowboys' pass defense has been reeling the past two weeks against the Texans and Jaguars. Kenny Pickett is a sneaky play this week. He's going to return to start from his concussion. The Raiders are pretty bad in pass coverage here, so he can run around, make some plays with his wide receivers. Brock Purdy, no uh, designation oblique and rib injury. He's going to play through that and start as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo misses another game with his left foot injury. Tom Brady just rested. He's good to go in a great matchup against the Cardinals. And the other big one this week with a quarterback uh, not playing is Ryan Tannehill. He had to be carted off the field in the middle of last week's game against the Chargers. He was able to finish, but then they ruled him out. Probably aggravated something there, but he's down for the regular season at least. So Malik Willis, the rookie, is what you're going to get here in Week 16 and beyond to close out the NFL regular season and the fantasy football playoffs in the next couple weeks. And running back Nick Chubb, a little bit of a concern here with that foot injury, but he got in limited practice. He's good to go here for the Saints game. Latavius Murray was rested there with his foot injury. He should be okay to play on Sunday against the Rams. You have A.J. Dillon. He was dealing with some concussion protocol, but he's good to go against the Dolphins. Isaiah Pacheco will go for the Chiefs, playing through that shoulder injury. Zamir White, we'll see about him. It's a tough matchup against the Steelers who really shut down the Panthers running game, so it may be tough for Josh Jacobs. Jeff Wilson Jr., we'll see if he can return. He's got limited practice with a hip injury, see if he can play against the Packers. We'll find out more later on Friday. Ramondre Stevenson should be the lead back again with Damian Harris still hurting. Both of them are limited, but we saw Harris with the inactive guy. Stevenson was very busy. So I would say Stevenson is going to suit up against the Bengals. We talked about Dwayne Washington being out along with Mark Ingram. He's got an illness, so he's not going to play. So more to like Alvin Kamara there. Najee Harris has played through that hip injury. He'll do so again. Great matchup against the Raiders. Christian McCaffrey, the knee injury is fine for him. He's going to play against the Commanders. Kenneth Walker, we said he's out of practice all week, but the Seahawks operate a little bit differently. They expect Walker to play in the game. DJ Dallas has been limited with an ankle injury as well. I think that will be your combination of backs here with a little bit of Travis Homer against the Chiefs in that good matchup. Brian Robinson Jr. with a quadriceps injury and Antonio Gibson with a foot injury. They will play here and uh, they're good to go here against the 49ers. Don't love the matchup, however. Marquise Brown will have to uh, monitor this a little bit. He was added as limited there on the Thursday practice report, we'll see. But again, I don't like Marquise Brown more so because of uh, the quarterback situation here. They didn't really get him involved with uh, Colt McCoy. So growing injury should play, but I don't like that. Now, Justin Fields is going to be down two weapons here. Chase Claypool is probably not going to play. He's doubtful with that knee injury that cost him the action last week there. So he's not going to play. Equinemius St. Brown is a concussion. He's not going to play. Nikhil Harry is going to be out there. We're going to have uh, Byron Pringle out there. So... They'll may have to manufacture a little bit with Cole Komet, but I would expect a lot of running in those bad weather conditions. So a lot of running between Justin Fields and Josh Allen in that one. T. Higgins is going to play through the hamstring injury here and be fine against the Patriots who are struggling on the outside. Amari Cooper going to keep playing through the hip injury for the Browns. Uh, Noah Brown also has a foot injury, but he's good to go. Cortland Sutton, two limited practices. We'll see if he can return with that hamstring injury against the Rams 
on Sunday. Kendall Hinton going to miss another game. Now, Brand Cooks got a full practice in. We'll see if he actually suits up this week with a calf injury, uh, looking like it's going to be Cooks and Chris Moore being the top receivers because Nico Collins is going to miss another game with that foot injury. Michael Strahan will return from the concussion to help the Colts depth at wide receiver with the new starting quarterback, Nick Foles. Kadarius Toney is uh, not questionable, not anything. He's going to play, but I don't like that matchup against the Seahawks. Secondary, Ben Skoranek, if you were trying to get sneaky and play him against the Broncos, uh, you can't do that because he's got a calf injury, probably going to miss the game. Same thing with one River Craycraft, who's going to miss another game with a calf injury as well. Chris Olave is a big one for the Saints. A hamstring injury, not going to play. So a little bit more Rashid Shahid because Jarvis Landry is also out for the game. So that could be good news for Jawan Johnson. Rashid Shahid, if you just picked him off waivers, maybe you're seeing puck play. I just don't love the passing game all that much with that condition there. So this could actually work out a lot again for Kamara because no Olave, no Landry here for them. You look at uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, he had that lateral uh, misstep, we'll say, against the Raiders, but uh, we'll see if he plays with a shoulder injury. Devontae Parker will not. He has a concussion. And Tyquan Thompson dealing with knee injury. So you could have a very tight and small receiving core, maybe a lot of Jody Smith and Hunter Henry in that matchup against the Bengals. Zach Pascal, we'll see if he's going to play, but the Eagles might be down one receiver as well as uh, Jalen Hurts this week. Deontay Johnson, we'll see about the toe injury. Hopefully he's good to go. That's what the expectation is against the Raiders. A good matchup there. George Pickens is going to play through his illness. Debo Samuel, this is another game for the 49ers against the Commanders. No surprise there. Tyler Lockett, we mentioned, has that broken finger on his hand. He's not going to play against the Chiefs. He's going to miss one game. We'll see if he misses two. Marquise Goodwin. Questionable for that game. We'll see if he can play with a wrist and ankle injury. Julio Jones, we'll see about his status for Sunday night. Didn't uh, suit up there last week. We like uh, Russell Gage, however, getting some run. Mike Evans will play as well as uh, Chris Godwin. Traylon Burks, looks like he'll return here, but the quarterback change of Malik Willis might drag him down a little bit. But it is rookie versus rookie here, so maybe that'll help Burks heat up. But he's expected to play and return against the Texans and maybe give them a little more juice to pass game. So I do like Burks and Chigga Conquag right up. About now with the rookie connection there with Willis. Hayden Hurst, we'll see if he can return. He's gotten uh, limited practices all week here. He's listed as questionable for the Patriots game. I think they can involve a little more, a little bit more of a Hurst game than the Tyler Boyd game. David Njoku, the injury is going to play there against the Saints in a tough matchup for the position. Jake Ferguson, we'll see if he can be cleared here, but uh, it's hard to trust Alden Schultz if Ferguson returns with Peyton Hendershot. So, Kyle Granson missed the first practice ahead of the Chargers. I'm not going to go after any of these uh, Colts tight ends there with the change to Nick Foles, especially if you're Granson, Mo Ali Cox there, and Jelani Woods. This is another reason, sneaky reason, to like Travis Kelsey this week. Jody Fortson, his backup, is going to be out. Uh, to Noah Gray, the third stringer, is also a little bit banged up with a shoulder injury. So interesting development there. So a little bit more Travis Kelsey reliance there. When you look at... Uh, Adam Trotman still banged up, going to be uh, playing there against the Browns, but it's, it is a situation there for Jawan Johnson to have some success in that one. Uh, Tyree Jackson won't be playing for the Eagles, so that uh, probably says that Dallas Goddard is going to return. Pat Freermuth uh, with a foot injury, he's going to play against the Raiders in a good matchup. I do like him with Kenny Pickett returning. And no Fant, uh, they're feeling better about him after he got limited practice. He should be out there and can help replace Tyler Lockett. Now, other injuries that we're going to look at here, the Bears have multiple 
offensive line injuries. Cody White here and uh, Tevin Jenkins are two guards are out. That could hurt the traditional running game. David Bakhtiari is going to miss another game. Same game turn. Armstead is uh, very questionable to play. Tristan Wirfs looks like he will play for the Bucks against the Cardinals, which will help. But Donovan Smith may be missing games. So they'll get their right tackle there to uh, be rocked. But the left tackle might be missing there for the... Buccaneers, that one, uh, Jenny Von Clowney, a pretty good run stuffers out as well against the Saints here for the Browns, so that is helpful. Aaron Donald looks like he's going to miss another game, and that's going to help the Broncos, we know. Two run-stopping guys out, Al Woods, big Al Woods, a big presence there for the Seahawks. He's going to be missing a game, so more reason to like Isaiah Pacheco and Jerick McKinnon this week. You look at uh, Vita Vea, also could miss a game, so you can see... Uh, James Conner. So this is a third straight game Via is going to miss, and so I do like James Conner in that game without his presence in the middle. And the Buccaneers' run defense has started to spring a leak here so far. So those are the main ones we're looking at. The Cardinals' secondary is still banged up. You don't have Marcus Peters, but you don't have to trust the passing game of the Falcons here. And again, Kendall Vildor and Jalen Johnson banged up. That's why I like uh, Gabe Davis along with Stephon Diggs here this week. Uh, Kenny Moore looking shaky here. That's great news for Keenan Allen working the slot uh, for the Chargers. Rockasin is going to miss another game. That's why we like those Steelers receivers this week against the Raiders. So good stuff all around. And uh, Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones, the outside starting corner, as well as the slot corner for the Patriots all hurting. That's good news for the Bengals trio of receivers, but especially the outside guys, uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in that one. Well, Look at the the Saints. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore could miss another game here, but I do like Diamond Peoples-Jones a little bit more than Amari Cooper. And we'll see about Chavari Ward if he's out there. That's another reason potentially like the garbage time of production of uh, Terry McLaurin and Cameron, or Joshua. Looking at uh, the situation there, Jahan Dotson, I should say. But yeah, it's Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin taking advantage of that. Ambry Thomas, also an inside guy that they use sometimes, is hurting there. So, Javarius Ward missing that game would be helpful in garbage time for those commanders receivers. Dotson and McLaurin, mainly with Curtis Samuel being the inside guy in that game. So there you have it. There's a look at the injury updates you need to know ahead of the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. Again, we'll get the designations there, so check out that for the action on Sunday, and then uh, we'll round it out with the Colts Chargers there. That's the last thing on the list to monitor here as far as injuries. So we will get into our prize picks, picks of the week, in our final segment here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Before we do that, i got to tell you about our betting partner here on the show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Really, it's a great time of year, I think, with NBA, NHL, college sports here with uh, football and basketball. we got bowl action as well as uh, hardwood action, men and women. So a lot of good stuff there that you can look at. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football, the college bowl season, the college basketball, the NBA, the NHL. we got it all covered there for you at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your bidding information. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football with our prize picks, picks of the week. We're giving you 12, 12 days of Christmas, 12 prize picks for Christmas for you here. So let's get into it. 
Again, we probably spoiled it at the top that we're not going to go too much investing in quarterbacks in these conditions here, but let's find some quarterbacks in decent conditions and let's take ourselves to the NFC East. Rain Dakota Prescott, a.k.a. Dak, 240.5 passing yards. I think he's going to have to throw quite a bit. The Eagles can contain the run. I think the potential for a negative game script or shootout with Gardner Minshew, I think 240.5 is a pretty low number for Prescott, especially the way that the the Texans and Jaguars move the ball. There's going to be some resistance there for sure. The Eagles high-scoring offense, so that's going to force Dak to drop back a little bit more. So 240.5, we're going more than that on price picks. I also like Daniel Jones to go more than 220.5 with his passing yards. He's at the Vikings this week. The Vikings should have some success moving the ball on the Giants, whether it's Dalvin Cook on the ground, Justin Jefferson through the air. So Daniel Jones is going to have to throw more often than he would like this week with a negative game script. Giants are going to be playing hard, trying to hold on to their playoff position against a very tough team, the number two seed Vikings here. Giants are trying to hold on to the number six seed. They're going to play well. Daniel Jones is going to play well. 220.5 is low enough where we want to attack that. Now we kind of went low also to find our best... uh, more values there on price picks for running backs. J.K. Dobbins, 56.5. He's blown through this last two weeks, breaking 100 yards in the, each of the previous two games. I think he does it again against the Falcons at home as they lean a lot on him with the weather there. Najee Harris, weather in Pittsburgh. He's been running really well. Liked him last week. 60.5 is a very low number against the Raiders. Najee Harris is going to get fed and do that. Here And uh, Jalen Warren is going to get some touches, but not enough to take away that Najee 60.5 there. So going more on Dobbins and Najee, we're also lacking Derrick Henry at 105.5. Now, this number seems pretty high, but they're playing the Texans. Malik Willis was there. He ran all over this team the first matchup. So that's what they do. The offensive line a little bit banged up for the Titans, but still I think Derrick Henry gets his this week as they really need to lean on him, 105.5. We're going more with that. Dalvin Cook, we said we love that matchup here against the Giants, 77.5. He had 95 last week, so I think he clears that, pushes for 100 yards this week against the Giants at home. And Alvin Kamara, the number is pretty low at 71.5. He had 91 rushing yards, that we said, so we have a 20-yard cushion from last week, and the matchup is really great here against the Browns' run defense. So those are your five picks at... uh, running back to go more than their yardage uh, projections available there on price picks. Let's uh, look at the receivers, shall we, that we like. Well, there's two tight ends in this mix. One is Mark Andrews, 44.5. I think he gets going a little bit this week. Tyler Huntley, the Falcons really have struggled in coverage. I do like Mark Andrews to at least clear that number. It may not be a big game, but I think he can get to 50 receiving yards here. So we're going to go more with Mark Andrews. T. Higgins, I wanted to go with uh, Jamar Chase, but a little bit high with the 72.5 72.5 there, so Tegan's at 59.5. You also figure the Patriots, they like to take the best thing away. They should focus on Jamar Chase this week, so that should help Higgins with those uh, cornerback injuries on the outside for the Patriots. So I'm going 59.5 more for T. Higgins in terms of receiving yards. Love that number. Maybe the best number on the board there this week based on the circumstances of that game. Just like Hunter H- or. Derrick Henry, not Hunter Henry, 105.5. I'm going big on Justin Jefferson as well, 92.5. Going more on that. He's going to be involved. Noah Dore Jackson for the Giants. They don't really have good corners overall. So Jefferson's going to get fed quite a bit here. Just a few weeks ago, he had the 
200-yard game. Last week he blew past that in comeback time against the Colts. So 92.5 is actually a low number at this stage for Justin Jefferson. And two guys at 75.5. We teased them with our FanDuel and uh, DraftKings uh, values of this week here. But Travis Kelsey, 75.5. DK Metcalf, 75.5 against Again, let's look at this. Uh, so, Kelsey, we talked about the tough matchup for the Chiefs wide receivers. We talked about no Jody Fortson. We talked about this matchup is great. If he's healthy, he's hitting more than 75.5 receiving yards for Patrick Mahomes in this matchup at home against the Seahawks. Now, we look at the other side. There's no Tyler Lockett. Marquise Goodwin may not play. Two rookie corners for the Chiefs. They can scheme him up everywhere. Negative game script. Everything lines up for DK Metcalf in this game as well, 75.5. So I like both of these uh, primary target receivers by far in the best matchups to do what we need to do in the Kansas City-Seattle game there on Saturday. There you have it. There's your prize picks picks of the week here to close the lineup Friday. Another week of shows here on Locked on Fantasy Football, our last show before Christmas Eve and Christmas. So if you celebrate those holidays, happy holidays there. If you celebrate other holidays, enjoy that as well. And the main thing you want to celebrate is fantasy football success, uh, whether winning in the playoffs or doing well in DFS. Uh, the good luck to you in doing that. Hopefully we helped you along the way and all season long here. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen today. And every day, now make Locked On Sports Today your second lesson. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have fun winning in your fantasy leagues this week and uh, have a restful time. Good weekend watching football, enjoying family. Hope you get everything you want to unwrap there this weekend and uh, we'll catch you on Monday with reaction to all that we saw here on Saturday and Sunday.